As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome aboard The Athletic's Can't Wait Jets podcast, your nonstop shop for all things Jets with Tim McMaster, Zach Rosenblatt, and Marissa Dunn. Can't wait! Robert Sala may not be in Indianapolis for the NFL Combine, but we are, or to be more accurate, Zach, (laughs) Marissa, and Connor Hughes are. I'm Tim McMaster along with those guys. Uh, We are catching you up on the latest Jets offseason news here on the Can't Wait Podcast. Thank you for joining us on YouTube or if you're checking out the audio version. Uh, Please subscribe. Also, if you haven't already, we have lots to get to as long as technology holds up. Uh, we have a history of that not working out here on the Can't Wait Podcast, but I'm confident because there are other people involved that we can do it today. We have um, Master Kent helping stay. us out, so, I mean, nothing can go wrong. Yeah, I, just, I just want to see Marissa have to uh, get a bucket of ice and store the MiFi underneath a table to get out of the sun. I think that that was just A-plus producing. Mm. Wait, where was it? You guys were talking about that before. Mm-hmm. Where, where was that? Our so- last live show was... Um, Connor, you want to take you? You know that the yeah. So my JJ Jastrzemski like uh, does a lot of SMY stuff, and and I think a pod he has a podcast now, but I'm pretty sure they're a competitor of the Athletics. So I'm not going to plug <laughs> it. There, you, can, you can look it up. Um, they he did a golf outing, which he does every year, like the JJ Invitational or something like that. It's basically just a bunch of his friends within the media. So we did there. So I was messaging. I was like, dude, I was like, you what if we come to a live show there? We'll bring Tim. We'll bring Marissa. It'll be a blast. We'll oh, interview because nice. like Beningo was going to be there and like a couple of the Jet people. So I was like, oh, it'll be fun to like get it going. And uh, it started great. I mean, it was awesome. <laughs> like we have a great photo from there. But the problem is that like very quickly, what I didn't realize is not having a tent and just baking underneath. This was like, <laughs> this was right after I got married. So this was probably July. Baking under the July sun. Uh, it did. It didn't. It didn't end well. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was eventful, but you know we we're at Radio Row right now. We yeah, got a we nice got little setup. Yeah, so happy to be here. Thank you for taking the time, Connor, to join us as he's always here for tweeting, you, Marissa. Like, tweeting, Just like, like always, I'm tweeting out the link of the show. <laughs> yeah, I uh, see that stopped when I left. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Cool Guy over here, you know, Mr. Yeah. TV, who's on all these, you know, TV uh, hits. Big day, time. You know? Surprised you made time for us. He's got he's got his really jacket die. on, and you know. Yeah. I said that the packing for the combine got harder when um, you have to worry about like not just throwing a couple quarters yeah, yeah. in and a flannel and being like, oh no, wait, now I need blazers. I actually had to check a bag for can't, the first time. Can't wear joggers on TV. No, you can. 
Oh. You just got it. Yes. Oh yeah, true. Below the waist. Up. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I've done the I've done the blazer and tie. Yeah. Because I see you're wearing no pants right now. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but that's normal. That's that's what it is. Wednesday. <laughs> Tim, you got a so transition for that one? All right, I'll, I'll take it back here. Uh, this, this show is going to be like this the whole time. It's been a busy week <laughs> for the Jets. We got a lot you to do. You got me for I don't have anything. I have to do a hit later with Janae, but that's it. So you guys got me for <laughs> oh, a long, geez. long time. Oh, God. Yeah. What I was going to say was we're going to try to stay out of the darkness on this show now that Transition Aaron Rodgers oh, is out of the darkness. Uh, we'll talk about that. We're also going to talk about Joe Douglas and what he had to say at the Combine on Tuesday, his thoughts on Derek Carr, uh, Quinn and Williams, and more. So lots to get to. Um, and I am obviously jealous that you guys are all there <laughs> together. Um, there was plan. I think there was plans. You said you guys were all going to go out to dinner and include me on a tablet and an empty chair. I don't know. Yeah. That's yeah, we're going to, we're going to try, we're going to, we're going to try to do that. If we, if, if we can make some space for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm still, <laughs> I'm in recovery, uh, right now. I had, I had a rough one <laughs> and not, not for the really fun time that you would think, Oh, Connor's at the combine. Like, Oh, he's probably so hung over. Okay. It's like, actually, no, I got food poisoning. It was just absolutely yeah. Con- Connor last 12 food poisoning. <laughs> I swear to God. Connor showed up at the, there's like the main bar that everybody goes to is called prime. It's at the steakhouse. <laughs> There's that meme from Simpsons where the, the old man like walks in, puts his jacket on, <laughs> puts the jacket, puts that jacket on the hook, p- takes it off, puts it on, walks out. That was Connor. He walked in. He's like, I'm gonna be here for a little bit, five, six, like thirty seconds. So he's like, I got it. It go. was bad. I was, you know, you guys remember when I was on the show? Like there, there are times when like I, I think I'm a doctor. <laughs> there are times when I think I'm like a doctor and I, I know how things work and I can just you know like connect these dots. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. We're just gonna go forward with it. So like obviously I had food poisoning, it clears you out. And I was like, oh. There's definitely nothing left. I'm totally fine now. Let's let's recover and go out. And I literally got to the bar, walked in, and was like, "Oh no, like hell, <laughs> hell is just starting to break loose." And I immediately went right back home and was was on my you know what for, uh, for the next next like every two hours waking up. It was it was I, like I literally woke this up today. Is I was exactly like, "What am I supposed to do?" What people tuned in for. Oh, you I know? know. Yeah. The Jets are. I want. I've talked enough about gonna... quarterbacks. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but and now and now of course like you know right after having. Uh, uh, Getting food poisoning. We're going to go out for Mexican food tonight. So I'm yeah, sure yeah. that's going to go well. <laughs> I'm sure that's going to Marissa for the third time she's going there. Second, but yes. So <laughs> it's been an eventful week, an eventful week so far for the Jets. Right, yeah. Tim? Right, Zach? Right, Connor? Wow, everyone does transitions now. Where the hell this? Yeah. Thank you, Marissa. <laughs> let's, let's move on to, uh, let's talk about another podcast. The uh, mm. a podcast oh, yeah. I didn't know existed yeah, until yesterday. That is the Aubrey Marcus podcast. Good friends of Aaron Rodgers, apparently. And they dropped the trailer for today's episode yesterday about how Aaron was going to talk all about his time in the darkness, his four days and, and what came out of it. And I I know the initial thought I had was this is going to be a waste of time to listen to. So thankfully, I didn't listen to it. I don't know if either <laughs> of you guys did or you just read the. Uh, the no, it was Tyler Dunn, right? Shot um, him out. Yeah, of he, Tyler, he, he Tyler did a lot was, of transcribing. Yeah. And then Matt Schneidman from The Athletic. He walked so we could run. Matt Schneidman listened to the entire podcast and tweeted some like thoughts. <sighs> it was like apparently like an hour and a half podcast or something like that. Yeah, hour yeah. and 40 minutes, I think. Oh, my God. Um, so I have a few quotes and we can get into it. But the main, the moral here is that as expected, Aaron Rodgers did not make a decision on the podcast. <laughs> he basically said, I'm going to make a decision soon, which is something he's been saying for quite a while. I think at one point he said uh, last year, this dragged out till March 8th. Um, I want to get this done much sooner this year. Well, it's we're in March now uh, yeah. and we're still waiting on Aaron Rodgers. Uh, but he did say, uh, quote, better for everyone if I make a decision soon. Um, 
he brought up Brett Favre and back in that time and what a tough time that was on him, not knowing if Brett Favre was going to be back with the Packers when eventually Brett Favre was traded to the Jets, ironically. Um, But then this is the one quote I wanted to share with you guys (laughs) on for this. He said, I don't want to drag anybody around. Look, I'm answering questions about it because they asked about it. I'm talking about it because it's important to me. If you don't like it, if you think it's drama, you think I'm being a diva or whatever, just tune it out. That's fine. But this is my life. It's important to me and I'll make the decision soon enough. And then we'll go down the road and we'll be really excited about it. Uh, interesting that at least he's self-aware enough to know that people are calling him a diva. That's what I <laughs> He <laughs> loves every second of, oh, of this. But also, that, uh, in all the, the talk he's doing, he at least realizes that. Um, do you guys have thought? I'll just kind of pass it on to you guys. Thoughts on realistic timeline for this decision um, and whatever else about this podcast? Well, I'll say it is always funny when he s- says stuff like that or that he's when he's like surprised that people are like, Taking, I can't believe everybody went crazy about this darkness retreat I'm going on. You mean the thing that like nobody's ever done in the NFL, and and you're like the most famous guy, three hundred square, and you're like I'm making a decision about your future. Like he acts like surprised that everybody's all like interested in what he has. Ignore it. Well, if I turn on any sports channel, they're talking about you, so it's it's not easy to ignore. But anyway, I I mean Connor and I have talked a lot about this. Obviously, like I I have no idea how this is gonna go. Um. I don't know when it's going to end. Like, he's, he says he doesn't want to drag it out as he's dragging it out. Uh, I, I think it'll be before free agency. I think we'll know. If it's Carr or Rodgers, I think we'll know who the Jets quarterback is within the next couple weeks probably. But um, but there free also is like the— starts March— Yeah, March The, the window 15th. is March 13th. Yeah, the, the, the legal tamper. That's, that's yeah, free agency. Tampering. Yeah, that's yeah exactly. 13th. So, um, I mean, the Jets obviously would like to have their quarterback by then. I, the Rodgers thing, there's neg- trade negotiations that you have to factor in. And I imagine they— probably want to get assurances from him that he'll be there for more than a yeah. year. And in the card, there's contract negotiations. But, yeah, I don't know. Aaron Rodgers is such a wild card. Like, I, a lot of those quotes made me think he's not going to retire. Um, but I don't know. He could come out next week and say, I'm retiring. And, like, I, I don't think people in the Packers know what he's going to do. And that's – so the Jets are kind of waiting. I, I don't know if it's the best idea to keep waiting for him. But I don't have an idea of when it's going to happen. But I think before free agency. Like, I, I feel pretty confident about I, that. I thought it was going to be this week. I, I, honest, I honestly thought that at some point, whether – and it still might. I mean, what is it, two, Wednesday? So, I mean, it, it still yeah. might. I mean, it could happen later today. I don't know when this podcast was recorded. It could happen Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I mean, I, I still thought that there was a chance this that week, the Jets yeah. wouldn't know – necessarily who their quarterback was going to be, but we were going to figure out Aaron Rodgers, and then Aaron Rodgers was that domino to fall, whether he was saying, I'm going to retire, I want to go back to Green Bay, I want to change the scenery, whatever that was. But the thing is, is that I, I keep digging on this, and and everyone on this beat keeps digging on this. And the thing is, is that the reason why nobody knows is because literally nobody knows. I mean, Aaron Rodgers right now is ghosting Matt LaFleur and the Packers general manager. He's not talking to them. Yeah. Obviously, if he's not talking to them, he's not talking to any of the reporters. It's not like he's calling up Salah. Like, I mean, it's not like he's talking to him. I know he's tight uh, with Hackett, but it's not like he's breaking that one down as well, where yeah. it's, it's just nobody knows what Aaron Rodgers wants. And until... Aaron Rodgers lets everyone know what Aaron Rodgers wants, whether it is retirement, whether it is the Packers, whether it is the Jets, whether it is the Raiders, or I don't think that's going to necessarily happen anymore. You're in this ugly holding pattern. And make no mistake about it. Like, he is loving every single second of this. He's the guy that's like, guys, why do you keep paying attention to me? Like, oh, oh, but by the way, look what I'm about to do you know, over here. I mean, you know, you know, it. You know it reminds me of uh, when we're in training camp and you're, you're acting all surprised that people are like calling your name. You're like, I'll stop it. I'm fine. I'll come take a photo <laughs> with this. you. I hate this. Oh, <laughs> this is the worst. Hey, I'll hey, sign you want a photo? Good one, Zach. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
But my thing with it is like, like here's the thing. And I got to the point yesterday where I, I basically was like, I think I'm just out on the Aaron Rodgers thing where it's like, cause I've, I've been, again, it's it, my opinion and it doesn't matter. And, and my whole stance with, with every time I report and every time I write is that it's my job to get you to know what the jets are doing and then try to try to relay that. It's the same thing we all do. And, and, but my, my stance, I was like, you know what? I'm going to voice my opinion on it. And my opinion on it was like, you can't wait forever for Aaron Rodgers. And at some point, if you're not going to wait forever for Aaron Rodgers, what you can have and the insurance, the assurances of what you can have in Derek Carr and signing Derek Carr. I think that takes precedence over like, waiting and waiting and waiting as Rodgers drags his feet, drags his feet, drags his feet, only to then have Rodgers say, yeah, I want to come back and I want to play for the Packers. Carr goes to the Panthers and suddenly you're left with Jimmy or Tannehill. And it's like, well, why the hell would you do that? But uh, like, I think the, the X factor of it all is that we can say like the, the distractions aren't worth it. The, the circus that might come with Aaron Rodgers is not worth it. Like just go with the safer bet and Derek Carr and get Derek Carr. But the thing is, and, and this is what I think people, myself included, I, I was like, basically I got to the point where I was like, go, go get Carr. Just forget about Aaron Rodgers. Blow this up. Just, just get the assurances now. But then what you go back to, and I was brought back to by a couple people I talked to, were like, what you're forgetting is that Derek Carr is a very, very good quarterback in the NFL. He is. He's a very, very good quarterback. I think if you put the right pieces around him, a good offensive coordinator, not a dysfunctional system like the Raiders are, weapons, all that fun stuff, you can probably make the car argument that he becomes – Maybe not great, but he's right up there as a top eight, top ten quarterback, no doubt. When we talk about Aaron Rodgers, though, we are not talking about top eight, top ten quarterback in the NFL. We are talking about one of the top five to ever walk planet Earth. Like, like he is that good. And, and I know he had a bad season. Well, he was bad. At some point, yeah, though, right. But here's the thing, and and this is where, like, again, you trust. You have to trust who you talk to. But it's it's it's. I look at last year and I'm like, I see a guy who just turned 39 is coming off you know, bad season. So they're 26. Yeah, like I said, the best, best jet season ever. His yeah, is, is his bad season. Yeah. But it's like, okay, is it just going to get worse? Is it going to get older? Are you only going to have him for two years? Blah, blah, blah. But what the people that I've touched base with who I really trust who would be involved in the situation outside of all the situations just know more about quarterback play than I could ever dream of. They look at it and they say he had a bum thumb against he hurt his thumb against the Giants in like week five and that really took a t- took an impact on him the weapons weren't really there it all kind of fell apart for Green Bay he still is good but when he's healthy he is still that top three top five quarterback in the NFL still top three five quarterback to ever play in the NFL ever and if you're the Jets and you're looking at that it's so tantalizing and it's so um so, not sobering but it's almost like it's it's intoxicating to look at this roster that they have with an offensive line that will be better when they move some money around and fortify the line. You've got Brees Hall. You've got the weapons on wide. You have a, a defense you believe is championship-ready already. And then you add a player of Aaron Rodgers' capability to that. I think the Jets are a contender within the AFC with Derek Carr. If you get Aaron Rodgers, they are a contender to win the Super Bowl. Like, they, uh, a, a contender, maybe not even contender, maybe favorite. Like, if you get Aaron Rodgers of 2020-2021 on this Jets team, and, and that's why they're willing to wait. That's why they're waiting this one out do I agree with it all the time I don't know but it's 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 tough it's tough and you just wish that that Rodgers would come out here at some point and just be like hey I yeah. want to play I don't want to play and then the Jets can move forward but the reason why they're waiting is because this guy is just that good there is a legitimate I know you can talk about the circus and you can talk about you have to trade picks to get Rodgers and all that stuff but the difference in talent between Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr is so substantial, and that's not a shot at Derek Carr. It's a testament to how good Aaron Rodgers is that the Jets right now are waiting. 
All right, we got a question uh, in the chat that yeah. I think is worth asking you guys. It's from uh, Ragna Jed. He says, hey, Zach and Connor, don't you think Aaron already had some private talks about the future with Nathaniel and that JD already knows things? Obviously, Otherwise, would they not risk losing Carr by waiting? That is a good question. I, I, I do get the sense that they've like, you know, Hackett has that relationship, and I, I really don't think he knows what Rodgers wants to do still. Like, I, I, I really think that's um, like – I know they hired Hackett and everybody kind of assumed that was like a direct line to getting Aaron, but I, I don't think it's really that simple, honestly. Because you look at the other teams that are even looking at him, you have Devontae Adams is, you know, maybe more of a direct line than Nathaniel Hackett. Like, I don't know. That, another factor in all of this beyond just like, yes, the, the Jets should go and get him if they can, is there's a lot of steps between that and like the trade actually happening. You know, you have to... He has to say, I want to I want to leave the Packers. He has to say, I want to go to the Jets, yeah. which, you know, I'm not 100% convinced that, like, he's, like, absolutely, like, that's where I want to go. Um, and then you have to negotiate the trade. You have to do the trade. And then after you get Rodgers, you also have to build the offensive line. You have to get some help on defense still. You're, you have to make some tough decisions of cutting some of these guys. Uh, they probably need another receiver. Uh, so, like, it's, it's not like a, a straight line. And so it's, it's, pretty, it's a lot more complicated than, than just signing Derek Carr right now, which is why I'm – I'm with Connor and that I would just do that because Joe Douglas and Robert Saller, you know, their jobs are on the line here. Like if they, if they wait yep. for Rogers and don't get him and they don't get car and car goes to the saints and you know, you have to settle for Jimmy G who, and he gets hurt in week five. Like all of a sudden everybody's really sweating their, their jobs yep. and they, they all know this. And Joe Douglas has a really tough task ahead this offseason. He has to walk a really fine line. He has to get the quarterback. He has to, you know, and then he's not going to have as much money to fill out the roster with like star guys. So he has to like hit on everything like he did last year sign a DJ Reed type guy, you know, hit on all your draft picks, then you have a really good roster. But um, there, there's a lot on the line here, and, and it's, it's risky if you wait for Rodgers. I get that it's worth the risk if you get him ultimately. And he sells tickets, which I'm sure is a big appeal for Woody. Like, he's he's a guy, everybody's going to be wearing a Rodgers jersey in that stadium next year if they get him. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what you think about that question. But yeah, look, I, I the, the truth is that no, I, we said this before, nobody knows. Like, like the Packers do not know. The Jets do not know. When they, like, Kind of what Zach said. I thought as soon as they hired Hackett, I was like, there's your line to Rodgers. You're going to know. You're going to have it. And, and all the Jets know basically and what they've been saying continually is that they just know they're going to have a veteran quarterback. They're going to get a veteran quarterback in here. He's going to start ahead of Zach Wilson. That's the guy. But I, I think there does come a point where you have to say, we can't wait any longer. Yeah. Like there does, but we are not there yet. Now, is it at the end of this week? Is it early next week? Now, from my understanding, um, Carr wants to be signed before the legal tampering period because he wants to then help uh, recruit free agents to the team that he ends up going to. So, if he goes to Carolina, if he goes to New Orleans, if he goes to the Jets, he can help bring other players with him and make calls, make recruiting, and all that stuff. So, you, you ultimately need. I, I, in my opinion, on this. The Jets have to come away with either Aaron Rodgers or Derek Carr. And if you want to wait and wait and wait and wait and wait, and then you get Aaron Rodgers, great. But what you can't afford to do is wait and wait and wait and wait and wait on Rodgers, lose out on Rodgers, lose out on Carr, and then have to go to Jimmy. Because I don't think... Look, Jimmy made a lot of sense when LaFleur was this team's offensive coordinator. I don't think his makes as much sense now, even though Robert loves him. And and also, there's not to cut you off, but there's also no guarantee he signs with you either. Like he, Other correct. teams are going to be interested in Jimmy G also. Like, exactly, yeah. exactly. And if, if you're Jimmy, like I, I'm sure you I'm sure knowing that guy, he would probably love New York. Oh, I'm yeah. sure he absolutely would and love they would that. And they would have to overpay him because you can't afford to like not... And then he has all the in, yeah. then he has all the, the, the cards, power, and all of a sudden you're paying him more, and then it's like, well, what is Jimmy? Like, it's it's it's... It's a very difficult situation. You're just hoping for some kind of resolution. When you read those quotes, like I said, that have been transcribed off of the podcast and stuff like that, it does seem like Rodgers is going to make a decision sort of soon. It's just a matter of, is he really going to try to milk this one till like 
March 10th, and suddenly then he tells the Jets, and the Jets have three days to get something done with Carr. Now, the one thing I will say is that it does seem like Carr is at least aware of the situation. Of the situation. So it's not like Carr basically going around saying, you know, wait, wait. So I'm, I'm the consolation prize. Like, like I'm, like, oh, so just because you know the prom queen said no, now you want to go with me. Like, it doesn't seem like he's. No. I think he's aware that Aaron Rodgers is a different animal. Like, he is a different, different animal. And until you know where he's going, then it's going to go elsewhere. But if again, we say this about Carr. Like, I think the reason he might also be willing to wait, sort of, with the Jets is that he knows the Jets are his best opportunity. Like, the Jets are going to give him the yeah. best coaching staff, and they're going to give him the best defense and the best weapons and the receivers. And there's the New York thing. Certainly, but if they win, then there is no New York yeah, thing. Yeah, it's all. all about winning. Yeah, yeah. What and and um, I just blanked on what I was gonna say. Um, no, but it's it's just going off of like I said. It, oh, it's yeah. it's a tough spot say. right now for the Jets to be in, but it's not like they have to have their decision right now yeah. at this moment. But there is going to come a time where it's like, well, we can't wait any longer. But after that podcast again, it's there's no date. You have no idea when that was recorded. I I, I don't know if they said when it was recorded. Like who knows? But at this point, it's just. You wish for the sake of everyone that was involved, like Matt LaFleur, yeah. thinking about Robert Sala, the Packers receivers, Christian, all these guys that just want to know. And I know I talked to somebody in the league about it, and I was like, man, I was like, I just feel, I feel for the Packers because I feel like they're just being dragged along, and I feel for the Jets that are dragged along. And I was like, and I honestly, I feel for Matt LaFleur. And I was like, the guy's like, I mean, it's it's like you're a head coach. You either have a top five quarterback or you're going to have to figure out maybe Jordan Love is good. Like, they're a Super Bowl and, and contender he, with him. And he has to sit there on Tuesday and watch Pat McAfee show to yeah, find out. <laughs> exactly. And, like, he's not – like, the guy's not talking. Like, all of this stuff. And then it's just like – but everyone – everything I've heard about is just Matt knows this is the song and dance. And and this is what he has to do in order Comes to – Comes with the territory. Yeah, yeah, and he's just learned to accept it. It's the same thing that happened last year and the same thing that happened the year before that. It's just – he's dealing with it. But it's just a shame because, like I said, the Jets are – Obviously, in this holding pattern as well, because if they they knew Rodgers was if, if they knew if Rodgers came out today and said, "I'm going to Green Bay. I want to go back to Green Bay. I want to retire." The Jets would be finding wherever whatever corridor down in Indianapolis that Derek oh, Carr is hanging out. Fast, yeah. Oh yeah, they'd get him immediately. Like they would be like, "Let's finalize this. Let's go." And so it's by the way, what I meant to say before is another fact, and we'll get into this with Derek Carr. I'm sure Tim wants to talk about him uh, next, but. Uh, like I think he's probably waiting for Rodgers too, because if Rodgers says he's going back to the Packers, he knows the Jets are going to be desperate too. Oh, yeah. Like he's going to be able to get a lot of money. Oh, he'll them. be able to get yeah. close to forty. I would think. Yeah. I know he's like thirty-five. If million Daniel Jones is asking, for, I talked about this with Robert yeah. Mays yesterday. Uh, if Daniel Jones is asking for forty-five, Derek Carr is a lot more accomplished than, yeah. than Daniel Jones. Yeah. Like, he's, a, he's a good so football player. He's I'm, a really, really I, that, good I'm very curious to see what the contract will look like. But yeah, Tim, you want to talk about Derek next, or we got a break? We got a break first, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're going to come back, talk about Derek Carr, talk about Quinn and Williams, cap space, all that fun stuff. Uh, kind of live from Indianapolis. This is the Can't Wait Podcast. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. 
Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. I thought the chat was going to be more excited about the return of Magic Spoon. I'm excited about it. I guess I'm the only one that's that excited. I love Michael Dunn 1A did jump in and say that uh, fitting that Connor is back at the same time (laughs) as Magic Spoon. Uh, no, no reports of if Connor brought his magic spoons to Indianapolis. <laughs> I did. I still use them though, Marissa. I do use them all the time. When we have ice cream, or we have Wait, ice. You got, you got like spoons from them. So when we got the magic, when Magic Spoon became a sponsor of the pod forever ago, um, I thought it was an actual like magic, magic yeah. spoon. <laughs> oh my god! So I get whoever uh, is the the woman who does. Um, is she still at the athletic? Who, who used to send out. The promos that we would get? Yes, Alyssa. Yeah, Alyssa. So Alyssa right. right chats me. She goes, hey, we're going to send you a magic spoon. Um, <laughs> and I was like, sweet. Like, well, I thought it was like going to be like, I don't know, like a, you know, those like um, <laughs> oh box knives or like something like that, like different, different things pop up. Like, oh, here's a fork. Here's a knife. Here's a spoon. Like, I had no idea. <laughs> so then the whole box comes and I'm like, this is just freaking cereal. This is <laughs> really magic spoon. My spoon. No, I was mad. I was annoyed. And now granted, but then like, you tried the cereal and you and were like, good. the cereal wow. is great. It's excellent. It, yeah. All that fun stuff. Yeah. And then Marissa for my cereal bought me magic spoons that change color. They're just spoons that like when you for a kid milk. basically yes yeah. Yeah. or like something or cold. for a connor or for a connor <laughs> same thing for a, a kid, kid connor. Or connor. <laughs> yeah same. equivalent i loved it he's gonna I be having it. those spoons with his kid uh when, when he has it oh, yeah. Yeah. Dude, i'm not sharing yeah, mine. Sure, yeah. she, can get his own, she can get her own magic spoon <laughs> oh geez <laughs> all right and with that let's start. get back to the jets back to the quarterback position as well uh and Derek carr we talked enough about aaron Rodgers. joe douglas spoke quite a bit about Derek carr after i will say off the top Joe Douglas always good with a little uh, with a little joke saying you guys want to hear all about the safeties, right? <laughs> yeah, but then yeah. he moved on to Derek Carr. Let's hear a little bit of that, Marissa. Obviously, you guys have seen reports about uh, us bringing Derek Carr in about a week and a half ago. Um, I can tell you that was a fantastic visit. Uh, we really enjoyed spending time with him. Um, obviously, he's the, he's the only quarterback that I can I can really shed any light on for you guys uh, since he's the only quarterback that's that's a free agent, but. Uh, you know, I can say that uh, he left a he left a strong impression with everybody, and so um, obviously we're going to be exploring the, the veteran quarterback market this off season, and we're going to look at every available option. We feel like when it's time to make the right decision, whenever their process, we're going to make the best decision for the Jets. So, so all good things he had to say. Have you guys heard anything about the meetings with Derek Carr other than what uh, Joe said? You know, in a news conference yesterday. I mean. It's, it's all like kind of obvious stuff and a lot of it's been reported, but it, it's mostly that they hit it off. I think Sala and Carr, I think have a very similar mindset in the way they like approach like life and things. So I think the fact that they hit it off, I know that they had dinner, Todd Downing's in the building. He's very close with Derek. Uh, I think it went very well. I don't believe any offer was given. Uh, I think they were just kind of like feeling each other out. They're going to meet again. I believe Woody Johnson is meeting with Derek yeah. in Indy today. Maybe he met with some other teams yesterday. It is interesting that Derek came to Indy to do that. It's smart, I guess, because all the teams are here. Yeah, um, yeah I, I think, like we were talking about earlier, it's all kind of in a holding pattern. I think there's definitely mutual interest. I can't really get a, a vibe on how he feels about, like, the Saints or the Panthers came into the mix now. I imagine the Jets are maybe the most appealing out of those three, but, you know. And Carolina. De- Carolina's a good team. Carolina. Carolina's but a good team. I, I'm skeptical that they actually, Carolina wants to pursue him or not. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm sure you've been hearing a lot of the same stuff, but. Uh, by all accounts, it went very well. They hit it off. I think they believe he can be the guy. Um, you know, I, I've heard questions from people around the league of if he can, the whole, you know, everybody's heard this, like if he can handle the New York thing and the weather thing. I, I, like as Connor was saying, if they're winning, the New York thing is not going to be a problem. If they're losing, then everybody's going to have problems anyway. So yeah, um, I'm not as concerned about that as I think other people are. Yeah, that that's kind of like, honestly, what 
what Zach just said is it because that is a real concern. I mean, you, you talk to people that know Derek personally. You talk people. You talk to anyone who's worked with him, who was with him in Oakland, who covered him in Oakland. People who covered him in Oakland and L.A. People who worked with him in Oakland and and Vegas. Sorry, not L.A. Vegas. Uh, and and the whole can he handle the New York? Can he handle this market? Can he do it? I mean, it's a very 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 real concern. And I know everyone's like. I see this on Twitter all the time where people are like, oh my God, you have such a, an overvalued sense of what the New York media is. What the New this is terrible. It's like, no, I mean, there is, there is a legitimate difference between playing in New York and not playing in New York. Yeah. And I'm not saying like he goes into a press conference and there's freaking knives out and all that stuff and everyone's like, we're going to get and you. Like, like, Boo. Yeah, it's yeah. nothing like that. It's just <laughs> when things go south, when things go negatively. And the hard questions come. And yeah. The hard, yeah, that's the thing is there is no pulling punches because at the end of the day, there's nobody in that media room who's a fan of the Jets. Like yeah. that's just a fact. Like we are there to cover the team. So when things are going really, really well, you write and ask things about things going really, really well. When things are going really, really poorly, you write and ask questions about why are things going very, very poorly. And that's going to be if he has a game where the Jets start the season two and four and and cars you know thrown four touchdowns and eight interceptions it's going to be tough should there be a quarterback change do you think it's time to go back to Zach Wilson should you have done this all of that stuff is going to be taking place and it is can he handle it because he used to uh, block members of the media on in in Vegas and like not do that and then also the other side of it is that there is the fan part of this, too. I mean, yeah. Jet fans have been so starved of success for so long. This is the offseason where Woody Johnson, Robert Sala, Joe Douglas, everyone is saying, this is our year. We're going to get the quarterback, and once we get the quarterback, we believe that we are a legitimate contender within the conference. So if you get the quarterback, and fans are all fired up and geeked up and juiced up and ready to go, and then all of a sudden they lay a dud in the opener. Oh, they lay a dud yeah. in the first three games or something along those lines. Yeah. And they are two and four or one and three or something along or those lines. Or killed by the Patriots or something. Yeah. yeah. There are going to be thunderous boos raining down on this guy Quickly. from the rafters. Like, what the hell? Bench him, calling for Zach, calling for, back for Mike White. Like, yeah. all this stuff is going to be happening. And it's, can he handle it? And there are legitimate concerns from all people that know Carr better than you do, better than yeah. I do, better than anyone does. Yeah. That can he do it? And they do not believe he can handle it. The Jets' stance with it all is is that it doesn't matter because if things are going well, he's not going to have to deal with that. If things start to not go well and they go negative, well, we're all kind of screwed because that yeah. means Robert's probably going to be out of a job. Joe's going to be out of a job. Everyone's going to be in trouble. So it's like a weird little dynamic of like, yeah, we'll roll the dice on him not being able to handle it because if he can't handle it when things go south, well, we're all going to be gone anyway, so we yeah. might as well just hope for hope for the, the, the sunny days. The, the thing I'm curious about, and you know, we don't have – Direct line to Derek Carr, so it's like we don't know. Like, you should track him down though and see if he. Says he come well, apparently on. he like was he walked into like the Marriott last night. Actually, I wasn't there. Yeah, but, was that it? Yeah, was it which one the the JW or the no the regular one? Okay, where the bar closes at eleven. <laughs> anyway, um, I'll just sit down there. Now. <laughs> I wonder if what you I, heard me upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm curious about is if Derek Carr thinks he can handle it. Like nobody else seems to think he can, but like in his head, does he think I'm not worried about that? I'll go to New York. I'll be able to handle criticism, or does he like I'm gonna go there. They're going to be on WFAN every day, and Boomer is going to be oh, yeah, saying that's the, other thing, the radio. Crap. Every, like, yep. that, I think that people forget that the radio. I think the radio is on, honestly a big part of like what they associate New York yeah. media with. So I think it's, it's honestly like, more. No offense to you guys, but no, I, I think I, it's I've more always the radio than the. the I've always thought that. Yeah, right? you, you cannot. That's read. a lot of stuff. Yeah. Like Tiki Barber's quotes are getting tweeted out every day when he says something crazy about the Jets. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, th I mean, there, there is a factor of if he can handle it, and like I said, I, we. In his head, if he thinks he can handle it, then the Jets are an obvious fit. If he looks at the Jets and he looks at the Saints, he's like, 
I mean, the Saints have a passionate fan base, but like you're down in Louisiana, and it's it's really not like a, as much of like even a national. But attention. that division yeah. is also kind the division's of up easier. For grabs. Division's way easier. And like the there's Jets. definitely appeals to the and the Saints have some talent. Like so, uh, I'm very curious to see like what Derek Carr is weighing and like how much is it going to be salary because the Jets can probably pay him more than the Saints can. I imagine because the Saints always yeah. have you know tough cap spot. So I mean, they have Todd Downing in the building. There's a lot of appeal, but ultimately, if he he has to decide if he can go to New York. How he's going to handle it when things are going back? Because things are not going to be perfect. They're not perfect for any team. You don't have Tom Brady. Like, there's going to be games where he has a bad game and he maybe is the reason they lose. And how is he going to handle his press conference afterwards? Is he going to, you know, react poorly to a Connor question at the end? Where he <laughs> asks if he puts it on his shoulders. Like, these are all things that happen in New yeah, York. I'm done asking those questions. Those are, you're not hearing those questions anymore from me. Um, so yeah, I, I, that that's always that's me the biggest question. I think the weather thing. I personally think that's overblown. I know everybody talks about it a lot, and all the evidence is that you know he hasn't played that well in it, but he. I think the the number that's always given is that he's he's like zero and seven when it's less than thirty seven degrees. That's legit too. It's legit, but also that's seven games out of you know one hundred fifty yeah. games he started. So seven road games. Also. Yeah, seven road games. So like if he's living in the cold, I, I feel like he'll be better off. You adapt. So I'm I'm not as worried about that until it becomes about a problem. The cold yeah. in February than I do the, ha- the handling yeah. the criticism. Yeah. You're, you're yeah. Just. Yeah, and that, like, I, I, it's, you know what's crazy is you guys obviously, you guys, everyone is, you guys have known me for a while, and I think a decent number of the, yeah, <laughs> a decent number of the listeners have as well. You guys know I don't, I don't raise the pom poms and and you know speak the company line of the Jets. I mean, I have no problem saying it stinks when it stinks, and then when it doesn't, it doesn't. But the fact is, is that I think ultimately what Carr is going to realize is that when you look at these other teams that are in on him, whether it is uh, the Saints, whether it is the Panthers, whether the Colts go in on him again, or anybody else, like. The best team that is going, or the team that is going to give him the best opportunity to win a potential Super Bowl, it is the New York Jets. They have the champion. Like not to repeat yeah. this all again, but they have a championship level defense already. I know the offensive line has issues at tackle, but a lot of the problems, is like oh my god, the Jets' offensive line was so bad last year. It's because of how decimated by injuries they were. Dwayne Brown, the Jets are fully committed to him coming back and believe that depending on who they get at quarterback, he will be back. So that's one legitimate offensive tackle that's probably going to extend his career. You have Max Mitchell, who you really like. You have the wild card in Mekhi Becton. You have to find a center, but you got two really good guards in Lake and Tomlinson. If you see him on Instagram, he's busting his ass this offseason. Plus, Vera Tucker is going to back be back who the Jets believe has all-world potential. They can maneuver contract, create a bunch of cap space, add another offensive tackle if they want to, draft an offensive tackle, and then you have your receivers, your running, all of this. They are ready to make a legitimate run. And when the Jets went through their their postseason evaluation and, and went through all these games, they basically played it as far as, like, if we had this quarterback, how many more games do we win? If we have this quarterback, how many more games do we win? If we have this quarterback, how many more games than they win? And when it comes to Carr, they look at it and say, we are a legitimate contender with Carr. With Rodgers, we're, we're basically in the Super Bowl. Or we're going to have a, a chance to be in the Super Bowl. And Carr has to be able to see that too. So yeah, it might be tough in New York, but at the end of the day, if you can make it there, you're going to make it anywhere, which is that old silly little cliche. But if he comes to New York, and he wins, that's what his career is missing. He doesn't have the playoff success. He doesn't have yeah. the Super Bowl. And if he wants that and that matters to him, he's going to get the same money everywhere. New York is the best opportunity for him. He just has to deal with with the the extra the extra microscope or like the being under intense scrutiny for any time you mess up. But here's the thing. You're not under intense scrutiny for every time you mess up if you don't mess up. Yeah. Like it's that simple. Also, that's a good point. And it, and it also makes me think that like, and I think that <clears throat> this was reported that the Jets like pitched to him like you're going to be a first battle Hall of Famer if you come and win here. Yeah, and I don't know if I believe like I'm, that, that aspect of it, but accurate. but the part I do believe though, like if Derek Carr comes and gets the Jets to the playoffs, like he's gonna be a hero in New York. Yeah. Like yeah. they're they're so starved to get back. You're talking about like the teams like talking about the Super Bowl. I think 
If they make the playoffs, fans will be oh. happy. I don't think fans are expecting a Super Bowl if they, even if they get either of them. No, but it's but the thing I, is, I, I get, get what you're saying. I'm just yeah. saying, like they beat they, that good. If you get to the dance, you have a chance, and yeah. they have not gotten there in what 12 years. So. Never, man. My entire time to covering them, I've never, I've so, never seen a. So that's game. why, yeah. That, so Joe Douglas has, you know, he has the work cut out for him. You get the quarterback, you fix the, like the holes that are obvious. Um, they have a lot of interesting decisions to make cap wise. Uh, that I'm not sure what they're going to do. I can't really get a read on that. I think they'll probably cut like Corey Davis, but the other that's ones I'm not a, yeah. sure about. Um, but yeah, so. Car or Rogers or fans are not going to be happy. I think that's pretty obvious. Yeah. Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So Douglas did mention cap space in yeah. his talks on Tuesday too. Uh, currently, according to Over the Cap, uh, the Jets are just two hundred sixty-four thousand over the cap. Yeah. Um, so not drastically over it, but obviously not money to spend. But Douglas said we still have a lot of flexibility. We don't have hardly any money prorated into the future on our salary cap, so we have great flexibility to create very large amounts of cap cap space if necessary. Um, you know, we saw the saints right for years, push the cap problems back mm -hmm. yeah. year after year after year. Right. It's something that if you're in the position, the jets are in right now, there's still a pretty good runway where you can kind of just push that problem. Eventually it catches up with you. But I think even though they don't have cap space right now on paper, there's going to be plenty if they need it. Not just this year, but probably for a couple of years before it really catches up with them. Is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, you you know, you, you can do extensions like you can take sure, Carl sure, Lawson yeah. and and bump it out. You can add void years, which helps it out. I mean, the the Jets, they don't have a lot of cap space now, but they have the means to create it. Yeah, I think the interesting thing that Joe said, like the way he phrased it, like we we haven't prorated any money, so it wouldn't be that hard for us to create cap space. I I, I wonder if he if he meant like he's willing to restructure and like do a thing with. Which he hasn't done, which has been yeah. a good thing that he hasn't done. And, like, you know, the Giants got into trouble with this with Gettleman at the end, and <sighs> the Saints and the Eagles are always pushing it back. But so, so Carl Lawson is, I think, the most interesting one. Yeah. Uh, because he's a really, really good player, but you also can get out of his contract, like, easily without dead cap, and that's like a big chunk of change. But also, you shouldn't be giving up on talented guys at premium. And position, then you got to so. replace him. Yeah. And you got to replace him. And so, it's going to cost the so same. So he's someone more. I'm curious if. You know, a guy like him, if they look at restructuring his deal or adding a year to it or adding void years to keep him around, and you like, you know, the, as the cap goes up, you can like stomach, you know, spreading that out five yeah. million a year over the next three years. You know, do they, they they're going to have to restructure CJ Mosley because you can't keep him at $21 million cap yeah. hit. Um, you know, Jordan Whitehead, maybe you, you keep him and you, I don't know, you restructure. I think Dwayne Brown, maybe you restructure because you assume it's probably his last year if he yeah. comes back. Like they have a lot, they have ways to do it. They do have some tough decisions to make. You do have to replace Corey Davis if you cut him. You have to replace even Barrios if you cut him. Um, Denzel. Denzel. Yeah. You got Denzel to step up. It's a Denzel Finally gets a chance. Yeah. yeah. 
war of attrition. He's the only one yeah. that, that lasts as long as he does. Um, so yeah, I, they have the means to create. Like they're not going to go on a spending spree in free agency. Like the last few years, that. So the the tough part is, and the part that we haven't really said, you know, the reason why they're in this position where they have no cap space and they also don't have a quarterback yeah. is because they failed with Zach Wilson, and so yeah. like that's why they're they're under so much pressure to get it right this offseason, and they're not going to have the ability to go and go on a spending spree like they did the last two years where they went into free agency with like seventy million of cap yeah. space. And they're able to sign Lake and Tomlinson and all these guys to big money. They're not going to. I don't think they're going to sign anyone to a huge contract. Maybe you get like a DJ Reed type guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but they they feel like they have the roster. Like they have a better roster now than they've had in a long time. You know the team better than I yeah. do. This is the best like on paper roster they've had in a while. So you fill out the holes that you have on the roster. You try to make it work with some of these guys like CJ and Carl Lawson, mm-hmm. and and you know you hope Jermaine Johnson develops. You hope Michael Clemens develops. Uh, you hope some of these guys develop. You get somebody you know on cheaper contracts. You know. At, they're impending free agents. There's none of them that you're like, we absolutely 100% need to bring them back. Yeah. Quincy Williams, I'm interested in seeing what they do. Connor McGovern, I feel like he, they might move on from him, but I, I'm not 100% sure on that. Uh, Sheldon Rankin's defensive tackle, they're going to have to fill out that depth chart. Mm-hmm. But there's none that you're like, you know, we lose him, we're screwed kind of thing, yeah. which is a good place to be in because they have a good core. Yeah, if the Jets go into every offseason moving forward and they're the, the positions of need that you can say are safety and linebacker, they're going to yeah. take that because you can find plug-and-play players there in, in free agency. You can yeah. eventually draft someone in the middle rounds. I mean, they they will take that every day of the week. The big one is they just need to figure out this quarterback Most important situation. position. <laughs> yeah, and it's wild, man, because, like, you think about it, like, it. Is, I, I should actually go back and look specifically. I can't remember off the top of my head as colossal of a miss as Zach Wilson was at two getting another swing yeah. or, or somebody getting another swing at that. I, I just don't, I don't, I don't remember that because I mean, you think about it, like the jets evaluated everything apart. Zach Wilson, they, they met with him in zoom. They met with him in person. They watched his pro day. They watched all his film. They decided to draft him second overall with everyone else that was on the board behind him. And I think what's helping them is that while fields had moments last year and Mac Jones had moments as a rookie, there really hasn't been the quarterback that they picked Zach Wilson over that there was like, oh like, my god, go, that you're like beating yourself up. Yeah, like how that. did you do? Or if like if it really was like a 50-50 split between Zach and Fields, and Fields is now an All Pro, All World player, and you got Zach Wilson, yeah. you're screwed. It's like, I mean, that makes it look worse. But the fact that Salah's getting another swing at this, the Joe is getting another swing at this, that doesn't happen. Like usually when you miss this bad, that's it, you're done. And so they know they need to get this right because. So few people get strike two, and then no one gets strike three, and and that's yeah, what they're on. I, so they need to hit. Some I, I looked. I looked it up at some point uh, later in the season. Um, if I, I went back the last fifteen years and looked at all the quarterback draft busts, and not a single coach la- was still there three years after yeah, that. It's insane. And most of the GM, like some GMs, lasted out because some GMs have like yeah. weird relationships with their owners or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's pretty rare that the head coach survives it. So like they, that's why. You're in a spot right now where you're going out. The, the Jets have failed to draft the right quarterback for yeah. forever, and so mm-hmm. that's why they're they haven't really done this. They haven't like gone all in on trying to get a veteran. Correct. Right? Yep. Yeah. Correct. Like the last time would be Brett Favre, I guess. Um, where they go all in on trying to get somebody. Yeah. Oh, I'm trying to think. Like so, because usually they try to like, okay, we're gonna draft a guy. We have a bad draft. Yeah, because they yeah. had Sam. Like so, Sam I started in 2014, Zach. and there was there was Geno and Fitz. Yeah. They ran it back in 16 with Fitz. They tanked in 17, and then they drafted Sam in 18. Exactly. So and then Sam was so, a, so, so yeah as long, long as time. I've been there like I, I get Jet fans will tell you like oh they'll remember back in the early nineties but at least from twenty fourteen it's on, been a it while was, so yeah and and because they also haven't had like a roster where they're a contender right now and like we're a quarterback away and, correct yeah I mean the best case scenario would have been Zach Wilson is good right now and yeah because then, then you have six. a guy on a rookie yes. contract and you're able to spend mm-hmm. all this money which they did the last two years yeah but instead they had one of the worst busts of all like he's truly 
one of the worst busts. He had his in Jamarcus NFL Russell numbers. Yeah, um, it's, it's NFL history. And so it it the, the craziest thing to me has been how willing they've been to like just without saying it, like admit, admit that it. they're moving on. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, Joe, Joe kind of said something nice <clears throat> about him yesterday. <clears throat> Sorry, <clears throat> dying over here. <laughs> Uh, but like you don't keep saying like we're gonna get a veteran quarterback. Yeah. We're gonna the owner going on ESPN and being like we're, we need to upgrade the position. It's our biggest weakness. Like, yeah, dude, it's stunning. I've never seen anything like it because he's Me on neither. the roster still. Like it's not like they got rid of him. Yet, yeah, so. it, it's it's basically gotten to the point where like he has struggled so much his first two years that whether it's his teammates, whether it's his coaches, whether it's front office, or whether it's ownership, they're all like, yeah, we missed on that one. Like if it was any other team, it's almost like. Universally, you drafted a guy second overall two years ago, and everyone is in lockstep that no, he's not. You, we can't even consider him an yeah. option for next. Like it's not even like, oh, he'll be the backup, and like yeah. you know, we'll get somebody like Jimmy or we'll get someone like Ryan, and and then you know we'll, we'll have an open quarterback competition. No, they are going to. We need to replace him. Yeah, and they drafted him two years ago, second overall. It's it, it is at, stunning at, at this point. Stunning. Like if Zach becomes anything, it'll just be like a bonus. It'll be like all right, well, we'll, we yeah. have him on the roster, and he yeah. and he all of a sudden is good now. But there's that, a chance, man. He he's not. Good. He would not start for 31 other teams. Yeah. If you would trade him now, you're not getting more than yeah, a five. Yeah, that's the problem, which is why you he's yeah. probably sticks around. I'm, yep. I'm sure they would listen if somebody called and said, like, hey, we'd like to talk to you about Zach Wilson. But Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. If they get another quarterback, like, what that means for, is he going to be third string and active yeah. every week? Like, You know what's funny is, so, um, I was out to dinner um, last night, Elliot Shore Parks, who covers the, the yeah. Eagles for WIP, and he was asking about Zach Wilson. He goes like, the, and Duggan uh, works for us, was saying the, the us. us. You guys, Slip of the tongue. That's the one. Duggan said the same thing to me. He goes like, you can't believe that they're actually going to keep him on the roster next year. Oh, yeah, He's like, and Elliot said, he goes like, dude, he goes, do you realize how big of a distraction that would be having Zach Wilson? I was like, no, you guys don't understand. Like, yeah. it's not a distraction whatsoever because there is no. There are no there's no teammates. Con- there's no contingent that's like no. going to bat. Like Carson None. Wentz is probably like what Elliot's thinking. Correct. Of. Like there are people that love Carson Wentz in that locker yeah, room. Yeah, correct. And like you couldn't. And I don't think anybody Carl- hates Zach. By the way, it's just like no, everybody's like moving on. They're realists. From him. Yeah, yeah. They they look like there is literally like there is going to be no distraction whatsoever with keeping him because you don't have anyone that is banging the drum of put him Calling in there. You had him, the yeah. exact opposite last year where players were basically saying, get him the hell out of the lineup. Like, yeah, we Mike are White, losing yeah. because of him. We need Mike. We need everybody. Like, just don't have him. So if you don't have the players that are clamoring in the locker room to put him in there, you don't have the coaching staff that's clamoring. You don't have the front office that's clamoring. You don't have ownership that's clamoring. He's just going to be there. And if you're the Jets looking at Zach Wilson, it's like, oh, let's just dump him. Let's dump him. It's a distraction. There is no distraction. But what you have to look at this is like, okay, we drafted the guy second overall two years ago. The most we're going to get for him right now is a fifth-round pick. Who's that fifth-round pick going to be? Probably some dude who, at in the best-case scenario, turns into a special teams starter or a reliable backup. But yeah. in all likelihood, he's probably going to be out of the league within three years. Yeah. Like That's just the fact. In all likelihood, he's going to be out of the league within three years. So why would we trade Zach Wilson for that, have the mud in our face of drafting a guy's second overall trading for a fifth-round pick? We'll just keep him, try to develop him, and see if we can't do yeah. something. Because the only thing that could make this Zach Wilson situation worse for the Jets is if they were to trade him to, say, the 49ers, who were high on Zach in the draft, or trade him to the Eagles, who were high on Zach in the draft for a fifth-round pick, and then something happens where Zach takes over that team and becomes a star or a good quarterback or a serviceable quarterback, and suddenly everyone then turns and says, wait a minute, was the Jets Zach fall, yeah. wasn't the problem. Yeah. It was the same old Jets, and that's what the Jets are going to try to avoid because yeah. it would just – that's that's the – I mean, this is a worst case scenario, but I think Zach going and having yeah, that success would just be like elsewhere insult is, to injury. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
All right, one last thing before we say goodbye, and that is Quinton Williams, the other big storyline here mm-hmm. as we head towards the summer. Um, the Jets have met with his agent, Nicole Lynn. Um, what are you guys hearing as far as timing? I mean, I, I'm assuming that this is going to get done at some point, but yeah, yeah. but does it feel like it's going to go right up until training camp? Is he going to miss some training camp? Is it is there going to be a little drama before it's done? What's the latest on Q? I don't so I don't think Joe is going to rush anything, but I also you look at it's a very unique offseason for like interior defensive linemen because Dexter Lawrence is up for a new deal. Jeffrey Simmons, uh, Deron Payne just got franchise tagged. I'm sure there's some guys who are need more money after all this. So they have a chance to like set the market or they have a ch- they're going to have to react to the market. And so um, I'm very curious to see how that plays out because Quinn has said he's going to hold out at least in the offseason until yeah, he gets a new deal. But uh, this is not going to be like a Jamal Adams situation. I wasn't here for that. Like the, these are two <laughs> Count sides. Your that, lucky stars. Yeah, these are two sides that like want to get a deal done. Quinn Williams is not going to demand a trade. Like it, it'll get done. I I don't know like a timeline. I don't know how far they are along. I'm sure being here and Joe being able to meet with Nicole in person is probably helpful. But I don't know. I, I don't know if you have a read on like timeline no, for that. It's also it's, a more valuable position than yeah you know, yeah. No, for they're not personality rushing. differences and all they don't that. need to rush it. Their their priority right now is get. The quarterback, and then yeah. after the quarterback, they'll start fortifying around the quarterback, and then they'll build out and they'll get to Quinn. And when they get to Quinn, and I mean, I don't think there's any doubt that he's going to be with the Jets long term. I mean, yeah, he might miss OTAs, he might sit out mini camp, but he'll be back here for training camp and, yeah. and ready to go and, and be the monster that he is and, and the, the the dynamic dominant player that he is. I, I think there's no doubt. I, I would be surprised. I would be very surprised if we're ever in a situation where we're talking about Quinn and Williams getting the franchise tag. Like, I think the Jets will have a long-term contract extension done well before that. There are just things of greater priority ahead yeah. of Quinn and Williams right now. It's 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 get the quarterback, figure out that offensive line with the tackle position, and then you can work on on taking care of him. All right. This has been a lot of fun. Wish I was I there with you guys. But <laughs> next year, well, I, I, I screwed it up, well. man. Because what we, you and I were here in in twenty twenty or twenty eighteen, twenty it was twenty twenty because right uh, after pandemic, the right jokes before go, pandemic. the combine started COVID. Yes, that's right. So we, I remember like saying we were there. I was like, we're starting the hashtag Marissa to to Indy. Like we were gonna get Marissa here. We're gonna get Marissa. Here, we're gonna get Marissa here. Now we just flip it. We get Marissa and we lose you. And honestly, <laughs> I liked it the other way more. So I think oh, we should wow. probably. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Get off my set. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh, God. <laughs> no, we missed you, Connor. It was good to have you back. Yeah, I know. I love it. I wish and I we're getting dinner back. tonight without Tim. Sorry, Tim. I don't know. We yeah, might be at dinner Tim might without be Connor tonight. <laughs> yeah. It'll just be me and Marissa. Really, really yeah. rolling the dice here on this. Yeah. Finally, finally right, feeling sure we'll myself again. again down the road, Connor. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Good, yes. good to see you. you guys have fun the rest of the time in Indianapolis, and we will be back. Uh, well, I guess the next time we're going to be back is when either free agency or the Jets find a quarterback. We will be here uh, immediately to, to react to that breaking news. Um, while between now and then, go to theathletic.com slash can't wait. You can subscribe right now to The Athletic for $1.99 a month for 12 months if you're a new subscriber, uh, one of our better deals. So jump on that and we will talk to everyone soon.